Greetings, and welcome to another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series. Podcast episodes are available on bhha.com and on popular podcasting hosting sites and apps including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many others. Episodes of the podcast also air each Saturday at noon and Sunday at 10 a.m. on 100.5 FM, 92.7 FM, and 820 a.m. across Central Virginia. Send any questions, comments, or feedback to pcfpodcast at bhha.com. That's pcfpodcast at bhha.com. Today, we're joined by two young women separated by thousands of miles, but united on a mission to support pediatric hospital patients. Laura Jabbar and Hazania Nayeri are bi-coastal college students and the co-founders of Ted's for Bed, a philanthropic project we'll discuss in just a moment. With that introduction, Welcome to the program, guys. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks to both of you for being with us today. Let's talk about how you two connected because you were strangers to each other until meeting on social media and discovering you both were raising money to purchase and donate teddy bears for pediatric patients. Laura, you're a pre-med student at UVA. Could you please start us off by talking about how you came to pursue this charitable venture? Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for having us. So I think the story of how Nazanin and I met and founded Ted for Beds is really endearing. So Nazanin lives in California and I live in Virginia. And when we met, there was over 2,000 miles separating us. We were on the opposite end of the country, but we both had this passion for serving others. I'm a student at UVA and I do a bit of volunteering around the hospital. And each time I would pass by pediatric rooms, I would just think about how daunting it must feel to be a kid in that large room filled with strange machines and equipment. So this past Valentine's Day, I decided that I wanted to do something to help. I decided I was going to use my own money to donate giant bears to help provide some more huggable comfort to those pediatric patients. I decided to share my idea on Facebook, and I was looking to see if any of my friends were interested in joining me. So I only expected a few donations, but the response I got was absolutely incredible. A week later, I saw on a pre-med Facebook group that someone was also raising money for hospital bears in California. I was so excited to see a similar initiative, so I immediately messaged her. And it was then that I met Nazanin and learned about her incredible story and battle with cancer. Wow. I mean, it sounds like kismet. Sounds like you guys were just meant to find each other and start this journey together. Nazanin, like Laura said, you're in California, and your journey to this point has at least partially been inspired by personal experience as a cancer survivor. Like Laura, you have also been pursuing efforts, like she mentioned, to support pediatric hospital patients before the two of you met on Facebook. Tell us about the life events that helped inspire your personal mission to support the work of pediatric patients. So I was once a cancer patient. I was treated at UCLA in high school during my senior year. I was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer called synovial sarcoma, which is soft tissue cancer. And as Laura said, it's directing how Laura felt while passing my patient's room while volunteering because, as she mentioned, that's how I exactly felt during my 25 days of radiation. I felt isolated in a large room with large machines hovering over me. I felt a sense of isolation, like feelings of vulnerability and powerless, which then led me to gain a valuable angle in life. And as a cancer survivor today, I feel it is my duty and obligation to share a sense of hope with others. When Laura messaged me on Facebook, we immediately video chatted and bonded over our similar goals and missions. We began collaborating, and by Valentine's Day, we donated hundreds of giant bears to UCLA, where I was treated for my cancer, UVA, and Shale. So an interesting personal story is that one of my friends gifted me a stuffed toy 
And I actually have it on my table with me right now. During my many sleepless nights of treatment, it comforted me and reminded me that I am loved and that I can get through it. And this is how I even started to give back to patients with birth. Both of us, Laura and I, our mission is to provide patients with large birth to remind them that they're not alone, but rather empowered and loved and thought about. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's just very sweet. It's very nice. Laura, can you give Thank us you. an update on where things stand now with Teds for Beds in terms of like the expansion of the campaign and what the program has accomplished to this point? Absolutely. I'm honestly really, really humbled by how much we've gone in the past just few months. We've had many social media influencers, companies, and physicians that have reached out to us and donated and shared our cause online. And many of these people are physicians and leaders in medicine, people that Nazanin and I really look up to. So it's been very surreal and humbling to see them excited about our mission and sharing it as well. Recently, Peekaloo Boutique in Fredericksburg did a collaboration with us where 10% of their sales was touched for beds and we were able to raise money that way. We've had amazing photographers who have donated their time to take photos of patients, of kids with bears we can use them for our up-and-coming website. We're going to be included in a magazine pretty soon. And undergrads across the country have been reaching out and wanting to found their own Heads for Beds organizations in their cities and colleges. We're also working with Yale med students to help spread this even further. It's been really humbling and exciting to see how much you can do in just a couple months. That sounds great. And looking further ahead, Nazanin, what are the future goals for Teds for Beds? And is there a place if anyone listening is interested in a, a website or a, where are you guys on social media so that people can connect and support your work? As of right now, we are working closely with the University of Virginia professors to make this an official 501c3 nonprofit. Next, we are going to be launching our website soon as right now we're working on that. And then thirdly, we are actively every single day spreading awareness about our cause. And for anyone who is interested to donate, to reach out to us, to contact us, we have a active Instagram page at Ted for Beds to sponsor a teddy bear, which costs $15. And you can Venmo $15 to Ted for Beds. And that is 1515, correct? Yes. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. So... On another note, as I understand it, you're both college students and COVID-19 has probably impacted being a college student and is probably impacting your upcoming fall semesters. How are you guys both handling that, Laura? It's been tough. There's been a lot of changes, you know, not being on ground at UVA, being separated from our friends and not being able to interact with professors closely during class. A lot of my time at UVA was spent volunteering, joining different clubs, and that, of course, has mostly been canceled. But I've been able to find happiness in volunteering other ways online. I'm a crisis text line counselor, so I've been able to do that to help with some of the anxiety that people have been feeling during this difficult time. It's wonderful. Nazanin, how about you? Yeah, so similar to Laura, how she mentioned, you know, it's been tough, but I've been able to manage through by trying my best to practice mindfulness. I've been trying to meditate, trying to participate in more yoga. And with my school, as of right now, we are starting my fall semester end of this month. So I look forward to a new semester. I feel you on the yoga. I started that kind of when quarantine started here in Virginia, and I'm doing it like two or three times a week now. It's it's really been helpful. I'm not going to lie. It's nice to get a sense of mindfulness. Yeah, for sure. 
All right. So before we go, I have a couple more questions for the two of you, just so listeners can kind of get a better sense of who you are beyond your charitable work. First is, what is one piece of advice you would give someone who is looking to start a charitable initiative like Ted's for Beds? Laura, we'll start with you. I would say just do it. Reach out to people and see if they'd be interested. When I first reached out to my Facebook friends, I never thought that anyone would really be interested or that this would grow so much. I was just sharing it to see if maybe like one or two friends would want to donate it there. And I'm so thankful that I did that because I got to meet Nazanin. We now have an amazing friendship and we've spread this organization all over the country. So I'm just really thankful that I took that one step to share a Facebook post. I would say just go for it. And Nazanin? I also agree. Just go for it. Go after your dreams. I also serve as a founder and college leader to an ambassador program at UCLA Health. And similar to this program that we're doing for patients, both of them, you know, required me to step outside of my comfort zone and reach out to directors, reach out to Facebook groups. Again, just go after it. If you have an idea, you never know. And I hope for anyone who's interested out there to come up with their own program, use our story as inspiration. We are two college students with similar backgrounds that met online, and we've now been able to grow our program and not only grow, but also give back to patients to make them feel loved, thought about, and empowered. I got to agree with you both. I think that is great advice. I am a big fan of just going after what you want. And especially when it benefits other people, I think that's just very noble. And I think more people, if they have those kinds of ideas, should just go ahead and do it. If this is something that you're passionate about, time just flies by. And that's exactly how Laura and I feel about this. I'm just so grateful that I reached out to you, Nazanin, on Facebook. I, yeah. I didn't realize it was going to grow this much from just a simple message like, hey, I love what you're doing. Let's chat sometime. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. Just the story of how far we've been able to come for this program that we're starting, it's just, it's been striking. That's just wonderful to hear two people passionate about the same work coming together. Now, this is an entirely imaginary premise, but in the hypothetical scenario that you could anticipate your final day on Earth, what would your last meal be? Nazanin, you can go first this time. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) You're putting me on the spot. Okay. I would say I like pizza with pineapple. I know this is not oh, but... no, same. <laughs> pineapple and bacon so, is my favorite pizza. Those are my favorite pizza toppings. Yes, I agree with you. Yes. <laughs> I agree, too. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big fan of pineapple and pizza. <laughs> yeah, small group. <laughs> and Laura, what would your final meal be? I would say anything sweet. So probably tons of dipping dots. All the types of candy you can imagine, like cowtails, Skittles, M&M's, all of it. Just oh, everything yeah. sweet. I love it. I have a big sweet tooth as well. So I'm, I also, I understand. <laughs> and finally, if you were stranded on a deserted island, what one book, one album, and one movie would you take with you to keep yourself company? We will go ahead and spot you a copy of your religious text of your choice. So other than that, what are your three entertainment survival <laughs> kit picks? Laura, you can go first. Hmm, I'd have to think about that one. Well, clearly I'm studying for the MCAT, so I guess I would take all of the Kaplan and Princeton Review MCAT books with me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and some relaxing, like, lo-fi music to study to. Okay, perfect studying music. <laughs> yeah, perfect yeah. studying music. And one movie. One movie. Hmm. I'll have to think about that one. I'm not sure. Okay. Nazanin, do you have your three picks? Yes, 
I have the first one, which is a book. So right now I am reading Mindset, which is a new psychology of success by Dr. Carl. So that would be my first book because I plan to finish this by sometime. My song choice would be Conversations in the Dark by John. I forgot his last name. Talk. Let's have conversations in the dark. Okay. And then movie. I'm not really sure. I don't have a choice or a preference for a movie, but I would bring. Yeah, neither. I can't even think of anything. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of a movie. Maybe I would watch like a Netflix series. I don't know yeah. exactly one, but I would also bring like a journal with myself so I can document. Sure. My I agree with that. <laughs> I've actually kept a journal since I was like nine years old. Oh my gosh, that's actually yeah. really impressive. I didn't start journaling until like probably college. I wish I'd started journaling much earlier, but it's cool to look back and see like the things you were thinking as a kid and as you grow, like how your mindset changed. I'm sure. I think I'm with you guys. I think taking a journal on the island would probably be a lot more beneficial to me than taking a movie. Well, that brings us to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. And thanks to our guests, Laura and Nazanin, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having us, and thank you for everyone. Thanks so much.